0: Getting you set for all of Sunday's NFL action. It's the Sunday Spread on the BetQL Network with Super Bowl champion Barrett Brooks, Devin Caney, and your host, Sean Bell. Presented by BetMGM. So, the first breakdown is the Detroit Lions, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, like I said, in Detroit. Six and a half, that's what Detroit is favored by, minus money line 275 for the Detroit Lions. Barrett, I'll start with you. What did you like from Detroit last week and what do you expect in this game?
1: I'll tell you what, that running game, man, they're doing well, you know, the double-headed monster is is, is, is key in, you know, making that offense work. Because they have a play-action game with, with, you know, Jameer Gibbs and and um, David uh, Montgomery, it really opens up that offense. You know, once they established that run game against the Cowboys, I knew it was over. I mean, they just couldn't stop the run. And that's basically what I've been seeing out of a lot of these defenses uh that are in the playoffs. If a team can run on you, that opens up everything else. And I really like Jameer Gibbs and I really like David Montgomery and, and what they bring to the table. So both defenses are not really very good. But when I look at it, I think the best defense out of the two. I would have to say is um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They got an okay run game. You know what I mean? I mean, an okay run game. I mean, I, of course, my guy, Rashad White, who I've been betting on the entire year, and he's been paying dividends, you know I mean? And he doesn't even have 1,000 yards, and I was still riding his coattails the last part of this season. But, you know, when he plays well, that team plays well. And, and uh, you know, going forward, I, I just think that Detroit has the better run game. You know they their play action is is really good when they get going with Gibbs and Montgomery and uh Jared Goff you know his resurgence and 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 becoming a player he is you know I mean in fact let I mean, we should talk about those two quarterbacks right there the resurgence of both quarterbacks both quarterbacks just got pulled and became fiery phoenixes you know rejuvenated their careers especially Baker Mayfield but Jared Goff also they traded him for you know Stafford and a box of box of peanuts and there he is now, you know, in the playoffs and balling out. So, yeah, I mean, I I, I do like Detroit Lions. Um, I, I would go with the money line with them. But you know, to me, it's going to be a high-scoring game just because those defenses aren't as good as, you know, we've seen uh, the past couple of weeks.
0: What you think, Dev?
2: Yeah, I think um it's hard to to find an argument for the Bucks and and against the Lions here. The Lions just right. seem like they have all the momentum and it's also really hard to to dislike this Lions team and Dan Campbell and having them host playoff games and that crowd is just so wild and so loud and so into it. I think they like set a new record for for a noise level in the wild card game against the Rams. And it's also hard to take away a lot of positives from tampa bay's win because philly kind of just rolled over right like this tampa bay buccaneers team yes they've been improving yes i i think baker mayfield does have a redemption arc that we need to get into and and respect but at the same time they only put up nine points on the worst team in the league just the week before in the panthers the eagles defense is the saddest unit in football I've seen in quite some time. So, look, I don't want to take away from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers win. I'm just saying I don't think that we should overestimate their ability, especially against a team like the Lions playing at home, all the momentum at their back, Dan Campbell firing them up ahead of this game. Um, I just think the Lions are going to continue rolling on over the Bucks in this one. So I like the Bucks plus the points.
0: Okay. So let me make an argument the other way then. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have won six out of their last seven games, including the playoffs, right? So I know they they struggled a little bit against the Panthers, but overall they've been playing really good football this entire, this entire time, the last two months of the season. So they've been playing really good. You saw what Baker Mayfield did last week against Philadelphia. I know Philadelphia hasn't played well in a long, long time, but Baker Mayfield has had those type of moments consistently throughout the season. And Barrett talks consistently about not believing in Aaron Glenn. Not, be, not believing in his defense, not believing that they can stop anybody. And when Baker Mayfield is playing like he did last week and he's coming in hot and, he, and hitting Mike Edwins and Gowin, mind you, the Buccaneers should have scored an extra 20 points in that game if it wasn't for drops against the Philadelphia Eagles. So Absolutely, Baker Mayfield is playing at a high, high level and he's going to play against a, a, defense, uh, a defense that isn't really good. Mind you, the Buccaneers did lose the Detroit Lions earlier in the season, 20 to six, but that just lets <laughs> you know they're familiar with them now. They've seen what they've right. got. It's not going to be one of those games where you're like, I don't know what type of schemes and I'm don't, i not quite sure how fast this guy is. They already have some experience playing with them. And their uh, offense, that's really good. The Rams, the Rams couldn't convert in the red zone. That was their issue. They, they got in the red zone so many times and had to settle for, I believe, three field goals in that game. And that's why they couldn't beat Detroit Lions. The Buccaneers have the weapons in Mike Evans and those guys who can go in the red zone and get touchdowns and bring it down and make it happen. So I think this is gonna be a tight game. Again, I would go money line. I think it's gonna be, uh, I think six and a half is a little too big because again, neither one of these defenses are up to the task, but at least Todd Bowles is more experience and a better guy at learning how to stop people and creating a plan for one single game. So it's gonna be, to me, it's going to be a tight game.
1: But you also gotta look at from this SB. Mike Evans is, one of, one of few. I think it's only like two other players. I think it's, uh, you know, uh, Jerry Rice one year and and other one other player, uh, Randy Moss, that have averaged their entire career a thousand yards a career. I mean, a uh, thousand yard for ten years straight. He has had a thousand yards every year since he's been in the NFL. That's how big of a weapon he is. I mean, instant Hall of Famer. I know. And Chris say, Godwin yeah, for, is probably the the, the best gen to the Yang you could have as far as athletic ability, speed, being able to get open catching. Those two alone,
0: uh, against Aaron
1: Glenn's defense.
0: It's gonna yeah, listen. I mean, it's it's gonna be it's <laughs> gonna be tough to stop. Listen, we're gonna exactly. take a break. When we come back, we'll break down the actual props for this game. We'll break we'll break down Jared Goff. Baker Mayfield. We'll break down the wide receivers and tell you what we like and don't like when it comes to all the players in every single spot, all right? This is the Sunday Spread presented by BetMGM, Sean Bell, Devin Caney, Barrett Brooks. Welcome back to the Sunday Spread. Sean Bell, Barrett Brooks, Devin Caney kicking with you on Divisional Round Weekend virtual style. Once again, we're recording on Friday. So we don't know the results on Saturday's games, but we're talking about the Sunday games and breaking it all down. And we're talking about, again, the Buccaneers-Detroit line. Quick couple of notes when it comes to injuries. The Buccaneers have a bunch of injuries, right? But it looks like all those guys are probably going to play because it could potentially be the last game of the season. So your arm has to be falling off. <laughs> it has to fall off for you not to play in this game. But Shaquille Barrett, Yaya Diaby, uh, Chris Godwin, Chase Edmond, all those guys have been Limited practice or not practicing at all, all this week, but I expect them to all play. The Lions look like they are pretty healthy in this game. Barrett, the funny thing is, is I was going to ask you what it's like and what the noise level is like for the Detroit Lions in a big game but they haven't been in this well, situation yeah. in, in 40, 50, forever, my whole lifetime. <laughs> so I don't even think you can explain how it is because you, you've never been in it, even though you played there, because nobody has been in this type of situation for the Detroit Lions. Well, you know, my, my I spent two
1: years there, and we did go to the playoffs one of those years. You know, we we, we lost in the first round, but I, th- I really think that this city has definitely attached themselves to this Lions team. I mean, uh, you know... I love the fact that you know he's got a fan base, you know behind him now. This is exactly what you know this team needed. Dan Campbell's one of those guys. Like I played with Dan in the uh, with the Giants. You know, Dan was my boy. Dan is the only guy that could keep Shockey pointed in the straight and narrow his first two years. If it wasn't for Dan, Shockey would have not been as good as he is because he'd been you know out of there. But I'm telling you what, Dan is. You could tell he was a coach. He was always a smart dude. And um, a passionate guy, and he's got those, he's got that team believing in everything that you want. You know what I'm saying? He's got that team, you know, knowing that they can go out there and win, uh, you know, this game. So, playing in, De- in, in Detroit, I was at the old Silverdome in Pontiac. We used to call it the Yak, we used to go to the Yak. Worst turf in the world, but I tell you what, those fans were still packing the place and it was still loud and I just, you know, I, I can only imagine how loud, what is that, Ford Stadium? I can only imagine how right. loud it's yeah. going to be. Ford, Ford Field, mm-hmm. I can only imagine how loud it's going to be. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. In fact, you know, it's funny, you know, Ford Field, you know, I can remember when I was there, the owner, Mr. Ford, used to come downstairs. And, and we come in at halftime, and if we were losing, oh, he'd be pissed. And he'd come down smoking his cigarette in the locker room. Here we are trying to go out there and play ball. And he's smoking a cigarette in the locker room, you know what I'm saying? I say, hey, when you're the boss, you can do what you want to do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but he's smoking a cigarette inside the locker room where we're at, trying to get ready for this game. But they they love their football there, and, and they definitely changed it. And I, I I could you could tell by when they were playing this last game how loud it was there. I can remember the reporter, I forget her name, she was on the sideline trying to, you know, give her analysis. And you could barely hear, that's how loud it was there. So that's definitely a definite advantage for uh for this Lions team with Tampa Bay
0: coming in another pro reason to me Dev for domes right like Mm -hmm. it's the loudest stadiums can possibly get like the the atmosphere that it creates is crazy when you have a dome and the noise can't leave
2: well yeah but then you you know you look at uh Seattle and Kansas City they aren't covered and they're also very loud very Lincoln financial field in Philadelphia very loud very boisterous crowds look at what happened in Buffalo last week I mean might not have been as loud as it was in Detroit but people were throwing snow not snowballs and not at Santa Claus but they were throwing snow (laughs) little celebratory uh chucks of snow I'll call it so I think there's pros and cons like look I get I get the argument to have every NFL stadium covered, because when you look back to the super wild card weekend and that Miami dolphins team that was just rolling all season and then unfair advantage, one could argue they, they go into a freezing cold environment where Pat Mahomes, Travis, Kelsey, they're used to playing in that temperature in that weather where to a Tyreek, like they, they were out of their element, but at the end of the day, like, I think it just comes down, like that's part of the competition. That's part of what makes the NFL such a gritty sport. So. There's pros and cons. Look, Jared Goff, Sean Bell, he's gonna agree with you because we all know Jared Goff plays really well under a dome. And they the the Lions didn't even play under a dome the first time they played the Bucks earlier this season. They played that game in Tampa where they won 20 to 6. So imagine what they're gonna be like with the cover of the dome, with their fans being as loud as they can.
0: And and, and yeah. I don't want every stadium to have it. I, to me, it makes sense to have a retractable.
2: All right, like I, right, I, I I
0: I to retract Re- like in, in 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 Buff yeah, like Dallas, but Dallas doesn't need it. But in places like Buffalo, Minnesota, right. Kansas City, like it should be retractable. That's what I would think. Let's let's get into some of these props, Dev. I'll start with you. It's the quarterback play, and Barrett talked about it earlier the resurgence of these quarterbacks: Jared Goff, Baker Mayfield, both left for dead at one point, now playing good football in playoff situations. Before we get into the particular props, uh, which who do you like in that matchup?
2: between uh Jared Goff and bigger Mayfield I I mean I I have to go Jared Goff we we know uh how well he plays at home the Lions as a whole play really well at home they already have a strong home field advantage Jared Goff last game 277 yards 121.8 rating touchdown um I mean that that's as great as a playoff start as you can ask for if you're Goff. and I think he's just going to keep that rolling against his Bucks defense I know we kind of touched on it last segment They have their pros, but I I just think that the Lions have too many. They're like a serpent, like you cut off one head and then another one is going to grow back, right? So Amon Ross St. Brown seems unstoppable. He's averaging almost 95 yards per game throughout this season. Sam Laporta, I know there were questions about his health. He scored a touchdown last week. He's doing just fine. And guess what? Tampa Bay, they're 30th against tight ends in ratings allowed to tight ends. So I think no matter which angle you look at it, the Lions just have the advantage in terms of offense. And I'm actually more pro taking uh, over receiving props for this Lions offense, especially with Sam Laporta and Amon Ross St. Brown versus the Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery rushing props.
0: All right. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this: I'll stick. I'll stick with you, Dev. Quarterback, Jared mm-hmm. Goff, over two two eighty and a half minus one fifteen. The hit rate for that is thirty five point three percent. The TDs Mm -hmm. for this game, one and a half is the over-under. Over, minus 155, under 120. And the interception, 0.5, 47%, uh, minus 135 for the over, under 100. So it's 280 and a half, one and a half and a half. What do you like in that? Would you go over-under for the yards, TDs, and interceptions for Jared Goff?
2: Under interception, I don't think he's going to get picked off. I'm going to go over in pass yards because I know he he's averaging around 270 for the regular season, 277, 277 last week. I just think he's going to air it out a lot more in this game against this Bucks defense. Their, their defensive weakness is definitely more so in the pass game, the secondary than it is in their run defense. Um, and I think that he's going to get it to his, his guys, his Sam LaPorta, Josh Reynolds, uh, even Jameer Gibbs averages a lot of receiving yards sometimes. So I, I think his options are endless there in terms of getting the ball out and not necessarily pounding the rock all day. And I also don't know if they're gonna have to, I don't think they're gonna be up by enough at any point that they're gonna feel comfortable just like running the ball and killing the clock. Um, but I just think given the, the bucks strong run defense, they're just not gonna do, they're not gonna go that route as much. So over 280 Mm -hmm. is my answer.
0: Okay, big, the big night for uh, Jay Goff, big uh, Barry, big you think night. the same thing?
1: No, and you know, actually, um, I, I think I might go with Baker, even though I know that the Lions uh, more than likely will win the game. I'm going with them, and I'm going with the points also, so, you know, six and a half, but... Baker Mayfield, at this point, you know, you you look at what he's doing in that offense. It's not as though he could have had they, they had a four hundred yards offense against this Eagles team. And I know that's not saying you know much because the Eagles are you know they they had a broken wing. Yeah, we you know, know. we
2: know, Barrett. Seven
1: weeks ago. Yeah, exactly. You know, but when you look at Baker, Baker is playing for he's playing for his 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 future. He's playing for a new contract. He's playing to be the 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 next. Uh, quarterback for this for this Buccaneers team. And I think that has a lot to do with how he's playing and his resurgence of becoming, you know, the Baker Mayfield who got drafted the number one pick out of Oklahoma. I, I think he's done enough now that you would warrant uh him being Mr. Mr. Buccaneer. You know, he he's he's that pirate right now. He has willed his team into the playoffs and they're playing very, very well. In fact they could have scored twenty one more points if guys would have just caught the rock. So I think they're, I mean they're, they're in a great position right now and I think he's in a great position so I would go over as far as his passing yards. he has two great targets I mean two great targets in Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. and you know that's why you know you look at the numbers they're so close at 64 and a half um, uh, receiving yards for Chris Godwin and Mike Evans 72 and a half yards It's so close because those two are definite weapons and he's finding a way to get to them. He's finding a way to make sure they're implementing in his offense. And it's only going to help him even more once uh, Rashad White gets going. But the thing is, that defense of the Detroit Lions is just so bad. But then I look at the other side of it. I look at Jared Goff. Jared Goff and Amarov St. Brown, those two have a chemistry I hadn't seen in a long time. He is literally always open. It doesn't matter what they run. You can run. Uh, zone against him, man against him. He finds an open spot in the zone. He runs past coverage uh in man to man. And uh Laporta, you know, I remember you saying Laporta, I remember you saying last week, um Devin, he doesn't know if he's gonna play or not, but hey, mm-hmm. you know, I love my tight ends and he, he's definitely <laughs> gonna make some things happen. I'm telling you, I mean he was at a bum leg. He had he had a cast on it look bigger than his leg. And he was still able to score a touchdown, still able to get open, still let that offense keep going. I'm gonna go under as far as passing yardage with golf, only because I just like those running backs, Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery. I think they're gonna be the focal point. They're gonna be why this team's gonna win if they can control the line of scrimmage and their offense. And, and we're talking about you know if we're talking about the offenses, the, the Detroit Lions have the better offensive line. In fact, they have a top five offensive line. Those guys are good, and they work good together. They can impose their will, even with them great linebackers, with White and David. I really think that they can get up on them, and you know the big guy in the middle. I I think they can move him around also. If you can take Vita Vea and neutralize him, and I think they can with their offensive line. I think it'll be a great run game for um for this uh for this Lions team. So I me mean, when I look at the props. I got to go with, you know, the mere fact that they can go out there and really control the line of scrimmage. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going with the running props with David Montgomery. Uh, 56 and a half yards, I got that all day. But I also got Jameer Gibbs at 45 and a half. That's like taking candy from a baby. They're going to need him. Even though he's a rookie, this is the stage he wants. This is the stage everybody's going to figure out who this guy is. Yes, when he left uh, Alabama, number two, you know, he's a was a second-round pick first round pick. He's a first round pick, wasn't he? I think he was a first round pick, if I'm not mistaken. But you know, he's going to show his
0: worth on why they drafted him so high in this game. We'll see. I I, I agree because I, I think it's gonna be a more of a balanced attack for the Detroit Lions so that's why I'm nervous to pick Jared Goff to go over 280 because that's a pretty high right, number right but I could because yep. I think Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery are going to get their carry so I would go yep. under with him but I would go over with Baker Mayfield I think yeah uh, as much as Rashad White can get off from time to time their offense really lets Baker let it fly right especially when they notice a weakness in the defense and they let Baker Mayfield let it fly and let him let loose and I think he's going to go over 255 and a half. It only has a 41% hit rate, but listen, again, last week 337 yards, three TDs. Mike Evans had a bad game for who Mike Evans is, so I think Mike Evans is going to bounce back. So I'm going Baker Mayfield over to over 255 and a half, and over uh, and over two TDs. I think he's going to have at least two TDs in this game because mm-hmm. I think this is going to be somewhat of a shootout. I think Jared Goff is going to get really close to that 280, though. So I, I'm not mad. I think Devin is probably on, but I think Vegas. Well, is do you probably... know how many?
2: Do you know how many yards the Bucks secondary gave up to Jalen Hurts and the Eagles' offense that seemingly couldn't do anything last week? Yeah. Two hundred and fifty. Yeah. Two hundred and fifty passing <laughs> yards for Jalen Hurts. And a hundred, wow. almost 150 receiving yards for Devontae Smith. So their pass defense is still bottom 10 defense, especially in, you know, in, in rating allowed and yards allowed per game. That's why it's not far fetched for me. Look, am I going to say that, that Jared Goff hitting over 280 is a lock of the century? No, I'm just saying it's possible. Um, I also think it's interesting just before we wrap with this game to look at the blitz, because we know that the bucks, they, they like to be aggressive uh, and they like to blitz as much as possible. And Goff ha- is tied for the second most interceptions thrown during a blitz uh, at six on the season. But he also has thrown 13 touchdowns versus the blitz, which is also the third most. So stats kind of conflict in that way. But like, I know I said no mm-hmm. interception for Jared Goff. If the Bucks get after it, it is possible. They could get him flustered.
1: What do you guys like about, you know, my tight ends? I mean, you got, you know, you got Sam Laporta. Kaden, I mean, he he balled against the uh, Eagles also, but you know that's, you know you said that last week that this Eagles team can't stop a tight end to save their lives because their safeties <laughs> and linebackers just aren't up to par. So I, I really think that will have Cade would have a lot a great game against, you know.
2: I like I like Cades over uh, receiving yards. Cade Otten actually messed up a, a really big tight end. Barrett, you would have liked this tight end touchdown parlay I had in the Wild Card weekend. Uh, I had Dallas Goddard, Sam Laporta, uh, Kate Otten, and he was the one who didn't get it, and two other tight ends, and they literally all hit except for Kate. He did have a big game though. Still, regardless, against a huge the Chelsea, game. And I think yes, he will. Uh, I think he will hit over thirty-one and a half receiving yards in this game.
0: I like it also. Yeah, me, me too. Listen, we're gonna move on to the Kansas City game. I think that's the game of the week. Kansas City, Buffalo Bills again. It seems like they face each other every year, and one of those two teams goes to the Super Bowl. It's usually the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's see if the Buffalo Bills can change what happens, change their fortune. So we're going to talk about that next, coming up on the Sunday spread. Welcome back to the Sunday spread. Once again, Divisional Round Edition. Sean Bell, Barrett Brooks, Devin Caney kicking it with you. Let's get to the game of the week for me. Kansas City Chiefs, Buffalo Bills, it's it's, it's the, it's the boogeyman for Josh Allen. Now, every time he wants to get somewhere, every time he wants to get to the Super Bowl, he got to face the Kansas City Chiefs. He has to face Patrick Mahomes, and that's what he has to do again. But this time, well, he's at home. That should help. Buffalo only favored in this game by two and a half. The over-under is 45 and a half. Buffalo line minus 145. Kansas City plus 120. Again, Mahomes, first road playoff game. Like is that like, like that's I can't That's insane. Crazy. Like yeah. I, when I saw that, when I, our producer Kev put that down, I said, "No way, no mm-hmm. way, no way." You've been you've been in the playoffs every year of your career, and this is your first road playoff game. So that's that's an interesting tidbit right there, Deb. You talk about that again, Pat Mahomes. Mm-hmm. We we believe in him. We we believe that he's always going to perform, but this is something he's never done before, which we're all shocked by.
2: Yeah. I mean, it is just an insane stat. Um, when I saw it, I was like, what? I mean, of course he played away, you know, during Super Bowls, but that doesn't count. Um, I just think that we've been giving Pat Mahomes the benefit of the doubt way too long this season. Uh, There's still a talented team. Pat Mahomes is still arguably the best quarterback in the league. I just think that this Bills team is hot right when they need to be. Um, They've played the, the Kansas City Chiefs six times in the last four seasons. They're split even 3-3. We know how well these two teams play. Like, it's always the best game ever. I'm still haunted by and that's it, it's what makes me so excited for this game on Sunday. Um, their playoff game, what, in 2021 in the overtime, the one that literally caused the league to change overtime rules. Uh, it's always just insanity, and especially when weather is involved, it's going to be a good game. Unfortunately for Patrick Mahomes, I think that his first time playing away from Arrowhead Stadium in the playoffs is not going to end well for him. I think the Bills are going to win this one. It's their it's their game to lose. It's their playoffs to get knocked out of.
0: And again, a couple injuries uh, on, on both sides of the ball. Gabe Davis did not participate. Christian Benford did not uh, participate in practice on Thursday, I'll say that. Uh, Taylor Rapp. It's a bunch of guys who did not participate, but again, it's one of those situations is you're playing. Right, it is for most of these guys. It's, I think, all these guys. It's not an AJ Brown situation where, hey, this guy, he's probably not going to play. Everybody else is going to play and sort of try. You, to you, this out. you, yeah, you bear, want, to, right? why, you, like, <laughs> you want to poke the bear out? Why do you want
2: to? Thank you, Barrett. Why does he bring the Eagles? Why do you have to keep bringing <laughs> up the Eagles? <laughs>
1: Day, what day, I, day, all day, I, said I said was AJ didn't play. On game That's all I said. Sean's
2: like, Sean's like, speaking of losing, speaking of losers, <laughs> let's talk. Speaking about of the toughness, Eagles. you know, it's
1: not an AJ <laughs> Brown incident. I'm like, come on, man, come on.
2: I just, man. All I said was he didn't. Speaking play, of see, quarterbacks <laughs> who suck, Jalen Hurts. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, you know you could just think, he
1: think it ran across his head. You know he thought that because I better not say that, but I'm still gonna poke the bear.
0: I'm going to bring up AJ, Listen, AJ
1: didn't like.
0: We, we, we don't have an Eagles conversation today. So I, I got to poke y'all at some point throughout <laughs> the entire show. I have to, it's just, it's just wouldn't it be fair. Y'all thought y'all were going to slide through this show without, without any Eagles talk.
1: Right, um, right, yeah. right. I well, I mean, you're right about heads. that because if you look at it, you look at it, uh, both teams, both these teams lost to the Eagles. And ever since they lost to the Eagles, both teams got better. And started balling out I think, like, we lost to the Eagles? Oh no. Oh, we gotta come back. And ever since then, ever since Thanksgiving, both teams have been balling because they lost to the Eagles. The Eagles part up in prime time, especially that especially that um that uh Buffalo team. I mean, they got stuff together, you know. Once the Eagles they you know, they they beat them, turn around turn back around, they have been insanely good. Especially with the run game and you know, and and even with the Chiefs. I think it's more so the defensive side of the ball. You know, I know we're going to talk quarterbacks. You know, Patrick Mahomes and, and Allen. You know, they deservedly so. They got him to this point, but I really think this is a defensive battle. This is where the money's going to be made at. This is going. To, this is where they draw the you know the the, the line in, in in the chalk, in in who's going to step across it or not, because their defense has been playing unbelievable. i I was looking at the Chiefs defense and George Calloff. This how he's coming off. Chris Jones is probably one of the best defensive players in 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 the world at this point not just in nfl in the world at this point i I think he's right up there you know with with the top aaron donald's and you know all those guys he is i mean he is the focal point of that defense and he definitely shows especially during these moments playoff moments this is where he shines so this is going to be a great great defensive battle i can't wait to see it I mean, it's, I, I'm, I can't wait to fry my wings because I'm home sitting next to another Dallas fan because they're home too. Send back frying wings and talking stuff about what we'd have done if we'd have been out there, even though we're going to be at home. Mm. But this will be a great defensive battle. Great defensive battle. Let-
0: it's it's crazy right because I again in week 13 I said the Buffalo Bills were going to the AFC championship game like I that, yeah, and I felt yep. strongly about it because of of the p- t- potential they had and once Josh Allen cleaned up some of his turnovers and cleaned up what he was doing the team has been on fire but Dev I know you said we give Patrick Holmes sort of we let him slide on things but it's Pat Mahomes mm-hmm. and it makes you nervous right like it just this the know-how I mean they dominated the dolphins 26-7 to seven. so all that cold weather stuff that they're not going to worry about that in buffalo because they're used to playing in that type of weather patrick mahomes all of a sudden you didn't really see any drops when they played the dolphins the wide receivers were credited. that's the big football. thing right uh, there yeah. I, I, isaiah pacheco balled out got all the tough yardage that you want a running back to get rasheed rice 130 yards was, was was a number one topic uh target and was, hot the entire game Travis Kelsey still being Travis Kelsey so again I'm he he had too many drops though that's true that's true but I'm leaning towards towards the Buffalo Bills but again it's the Kansas City Chiefs it's almost like you gotta beat them for me to to me to actually believe it so it's one of those games where I'm going to pick the Buffalo Bills and win this game they should win this game because they are just flat out overall better and have weapons and Mm -hmm. can do it in a multiple multiple different ways but I also have to lean towards, think about co- the coaching. Like, I know a lot of people talk about try to act like it's just the players and players decide everything. Coaches are the difference between a championship and a not a championship, in my opinion. Like, when you have a coach that can just flat out out scheme you, that for one game could say, all right, I know I can put my players in the right position. And I think that's consistently what Andy Reid's offenses do the, to the other team we're gonna find that little loophole we're gonna find that little problem with your defense we're going to exploit it when we need to exploit it and we're going to win and that's what Andy Reid consistently does so I believe the Buffalo Bills are the better team in this game but the Kansas City Chiefs had definitely won games in the past where they weren't the better team maybe that other team was Mm -hmm. overall better but their coaching and their quarterback got them to win that game so that's the little caveat that makes me nervous about this one I'm gonna pick the Buffalo Bills but I can see the coaching and the quarterback overcoming any negative of those wide receivers and actually winning this game. Deb, what do you think about that? Yep.
2: Yeah. I, look, I I think you're totally right. It's Andy Reid, it's Patrick Mahomes, even Travis Kelsey. We've learned that you can never totally count them out. I think it's going to be a close game. I don't think it's going to be a blowout by any means. I do think that one factor that could be the deciding factor in, how, in who wins this game ultimately is turnovers. Um, yes, Kansas City's defense has been amazing, but... Buffalo's defense has been playing really well as well. They forced two turnovers yes. against the Steelers. They finished third in takeaways this season with 30. Could be a deciding factor against this Kansas City team that, remember, they're tied for the seventh most giveaways. They've been having offensive struggles all season. We can't forget that just because they had one decent game against the Dolphins team that was essentially frozen out there on the field all throughout that wild card game. Um They've been plagued by drops. Like, I just think that that is going to come back and bite Patrick Holmes and this Kansas City offense in the butt when they head to Buffalo, where Josh Allen is, they can run the ball. They're using, uh, they running backs. They're using Josh Allen's legs. Josh Allen just had a 52 yard run as a quarterback to get a touchdown last week. Like that's insane to me. They just have a much more dynamic offense right now in Buffalo. Um, James and I Cook. think because of that. Ed James Cook, I think that uh, tr- it will come down to turnovers. Who's able to convert on third down? And right now, all signs for me, at least, are pointing to Buffalo being able to do that way more than Kansas City.
1: I, you know, I, I think I, I think you're right. I mean, you were preaching there, you know, talking about defensively. This this team defensively, both teams defensively, are are, are head and tails above what their offenses have been doing. You know, I mean, defense has kept these guys above above water, and and when I look at Buffalo's defense, you know their their pass rush, they are really really good. Also, you know, we we talk about Chris Jones. What about Ed Oliver, Greg Russo? I mean, you know, Leonard Floyd. Those guys are, I mean, they are beasts right now, rushing the passer and inflicting pain. And then they got that two of the best safeties in the league, and when you have Uh, Patrick Mahomes, you need guys like that to roam around the middle, you know, and I'm talking about Jordan Poyer, former Eagle. He was a cornerback here. We cut him. We don't value safeties. He's out here now. And here he is now, one of the best safeties They have been one of the best safeties in the league for the past three or four years. And uh, Micah Hyde, you know, those two right there gets and and settles down the defense. Oh, by the way, you know, Rasul Douglas, another Eagle brought in and balling out for for somebody else, you know, it, it, it just irritates me so much, you know, but, I mean, you know, you're right. James Cook and his ability to run the rock. And when they got uh, Knox back, you know, my tight ends. when they get when they got Knox back and then to add to everything they have going on um, with Dalton Kincaid. I mean, Dawson Knox, Dalton Kincaid, how do you how do you pick which one you're gonna to try to stop. You know, you got, you know, Knox was that that was his favorite target before he got hurt. That was Allen's favorite target. So who do you, who do you try to, you know, stop? Cause they're both gonna be in the field at the same time because they're gonna have two tight ends in because they can run the rock with James Cook. But then both guys have athleticism and can run like wide receivers on the outside. That's what's making this offense so dynamic because you got two tight ends that could come in and block but then they can go out on pass plays and play just as well as the receivers. But then once again, we're talking about Patrick Mahomes. Regardless, it's still Patrick Mahomes. And, and when you got a a quarterback that's coached by Big Red number one, and the athleticism and the want to to win and the desire to win like Patrick Mahomes, this is gonna be a hard game to, to really call, man. And you know Travis Kelsey, even though he had a couple drops, he's still that guy. So this is gonna be hard. now. If I'm going with the props and, and and going forward with guys, I like Dalton Kincaid. I
0: like, you know, right, we're, we're, you know, we're going to get to those props. Oh, we're going to no, get to no, those I props gonna, coming I up next. Get, don't about don't about jump Titans. the gun. <laughs> <laughs> he just, he just wanted jump. to
2: talk about his tight end, Sean. Like, yeah. You know, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm
0: sorry. There. I should never, I should never interrupt someone talking about their tight end. My bad. Uh,
2: <laughs> Sunday
0: script. Okay, we're gonna actually talk about those tight ends and all the props associated with them coming up. All right, Sean Bell, Devin Caney, Barrett Brooks, presented by Bet MGM. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Sunday spread, Barrett Brooks, Devin Caney, Sean Bell, kicking it with you, divisional round weekend again. We're recording on Friday, we're airing on Sunday, so we don't know uh, the results of the Saturday games, but we're talking about all the Sunday games, breaking it down. We're talking about the Buffalo Bills, Kansas City Chiefs, the best game of the week, at least it should be the best game of the week. These two seem to always have to face each other. These two seem to be considered the best two quarterbacks maybe i know there's lamar jackson i know there's joe burrow but it always seems to be patrick mahomes and josh allen fighting each other in the playoffs with patrick mahomes always winning now let's break down the quarterbacks let's break down what we think the quarterbacks are going to do in this game josh allen over under 2262 and a half of yards Patrick Holmes, 231 and a half for yards. His hit rate for that is 69%, so that's usually a safe bet. Deb, I'll start with you. Which quarterback do you think is going to have the brighter day? Which quarterback are you just more confident in?
2: Ooh, I mean, I, it's hard to say I'm much more confident in Josh Allen over uh, over Patrick Holmes because Josh Allen, you know, throws... Well, I guess the the Chiefs D offense has been struggling, but I, I mean... You have to be more confident in pat mahomes just given the amount of interceptions and turnovers that have kind of plagued josh allen throughout the season um but playing at home and rolling the way that they are and have been the bills have won six straight um i just think josh allen is going to be a lot more dynamic in this one so i I think in this game in particular, I have to go with Josh Allen as the quarterback. I feel more confident in, in having a great performance. I don't think either of these guys are going to go off through the air, though. Like, I don't know if I'm going to take over in either of their passing yards, especially given that we don't totally know exactly like if there's going to be snow and how much there's going to be. I think they're going to do, especially the Bills, they're going to do what they've been doing to find success lately, and that is pound the rock they're going to use james cook and i think the chiefs are also going to use isaiah pacheco and they're rushing options a lot more than airing it out uh, against that bill's defense so overall more confidence just in this game in particular in josh allen um but i don't know if i'm going to take the over in either of their passing props i think they're going to run it a lot more
0: i i listen i can see that happen especially with how pacheco has been playing we don't know what the snow is again patrick Mahomes. His, his, uh, his yardage is 251 and a half. He had 262 last week. That could be tough. Josh Allen, 275 now. Uh, so that's a big, big, big number. Uh, Barrett Brooks, what do you like from those two quarterbacks? You know, I, I have to go with the weapons,
1: you know, with the quarterback and who, you know, who, who these quarterbacks are throwing to. I mean, you know what I'm saying? When you talk about quarterback for quarterback and the talent that both of these guys have, you have to say that, you know, if you look at, you know, two guys, even for the MVP race, I would have to go with um, Patrick Mahomes because Patrick Mahomes is, is is definitely gifted. He's a, he's more of a winning quarterback than Josh Allen. He he is the he is the definition of what you would call a quarterback these days. But the weapons that they have given him just aren't enough. I mean, Rashi Rice, the rookie, is is his only solid target as far as a wide receiver. And then, you know, of course he has, you know, the best tight end of football in Travis Kelsey. But that, is that enough right now, especially with how these teams have been playing? You know, does he have enough? He just can't trust the guys that he's throwing to. I mean, come on now, you know, Kadarius Tony. Toney, I, I think he's hurt right now. Um, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't trust him. Mikko Hardman, that was his guy. He left, comes back and he, you know, is he enough to to, to get him over the hump? I I, I don't know that either. Marquez Valdez Scatling, he's just the guy. You know, so, you know, once he left Green Bay, he's been just the guy. So I would have to go with, in this game, Allen. Allen has more of a repertoire to go to. He can rely on a lot more. I mean, Stefan Diggs, he hasn't really done anything in the second half of the season, but he's always a reliable weapon. He hasn't had to be that guy, that superstar for him. So I think that bodes well for Allen that he always has that ace in the back of his, you know, the cards. You know that he has up his sleeve that he can play. He can always play that ace and go to Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs can always get open. And then you know, like I said, both tight ends with Knox, um, with with Knox and 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 um, and and Dalton Kincaid. Dalton
2: Kincaid.
1: I like I like that duo of tight ends. You know, because you can bring them in twelve personnel. That's one running back, two tight ends. And both guys can be blockers and running for Cook, which is what they've been doing, but they have wide receiver skills. And, you know, if Gabe Davis comes back, that's even more. That's their deep threat. He can take the top off. Uh, Khalil Shakir, he has made himself some money this year from being that slot guy. You know, roaming around the middle of that defense, and and, and Allen has a lot of trust in him now. A lot of trust in him. He didn't he doesn't worry about it now. He'll get the ball to him at any point. So I just think that um, Allen, Josh Allen, just has the better makeup of weapons that he can go to at any point, and that's what makes this team so balanced that they can run the ball and have a potent office as far as working. They can divvy the ball up to to anybody: receivers, tight ends. And running back, so I like that, you know. And we're not even talking about Latavius Murray, who could be that guy to go down there. And if they need the crucial, instead of push pushing, they give it to uh, Latavius Murray, and he pounds it. You know, saying he know he's he's hanging on by a thread. You know, he's in the later years of his career, so he's trying to win him a championship. So he's that guy that's gonna go in there and get the the tough yardage you you need. So I just like the weapons that um that Allen has. So that's why I would go with Allen as opposed to um Mahomes right now who's the better quarterback Patrick Mahomes who has the better weapons and can facilitate more in the offense you got to go with Allen got to go with Allen
0: but see uh, again and and let me make a correction real quick I said Josh Allen 275 it's 227.5 uh which is a game changer (laughs) (laughs)
2: which is a big
0: difference right the only thing with Josh Allen is because of how much he runs I I usually like to go total yards for Josh Allen over just passing yards because I think total yards he'll account for over 275. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm. Like, he'll account for that because he runs the ball so much along with his passing game. But I feel more confident in betting-wise the Kansas City Chiefs' weapons. Rasheed Rice, I'm telling you guys, has been on the money the entire second half of the year right partly because he's had to emerge as a number one target and he's been the only reliable number one target but 66 and a half to me is a guarantee he had 130 last year I mean excuse me last week last week 130 Mm. 130 last week and and again he's been the guy that Patrick Mahomes has consistently looked at and I'm not that much worried about the weather because look at what they just played in and when and and despite Mm -hmm. what they just played in they passed the ball a lot they got it out there so Mm -hmm. I like Rasheed Rice a lot in this game uh, to and not only get over 66-and-a-half, but to have any anytime touchdown. I
2: Ooh, expect him to okay. have another
0: big game because he's going to be the target that he continuously looks at because Travis Kelsey, I know he's had some drops, but that's been the guy that guys bracket. We're going to bracket yeah. Travis mm-hmm. Kelsey, and then we're going to play one-on-one with everybody else. Well, if you're going to play one-on-one with Rasheed Rice, he's proven that he's he will cook you he will cook you again eight receptions 130 yards last week in a touchdown so I think Rasheed Rice is going to be one who has another big game and on Buffalo and again I'm with you with Dalton Dalton Kincaid he's going to have a big game 38 and a half I I feel confident that that's easy money 50 in this game uh, yeah. I, I do think that's easy money so I like that let's go to the running backs a little bit too James Cook lost me a little bit of money last week not a little bit a lot of money he's the only part of my rushing <laughs> uh parlay that did not hit So I was upset that James Cook didn't get the rock more. And then when he did get the rock, he wasn't very successful. So uh, for him, again, I think it's 16 and a half, which is incredibly, uh, I think that's incredibly low. But uh, again, 61 and a half, 61 and a half. Right. Am I reading that right, uh, Kev? But um, that's what it's looking like right now. But I feel confident of Isaiah Pacheco also getting the ball a lot. And going for over fifty yards because that's what Isaiah Pacheco does. They're gonna rely on him to depend, depend especially depending on what the weather is. Well
2: Yeah, for sure. Start? I yeah I really like over 61 and a half for both James Cook and Isaiah Pacheco. I think both of these teams are gonna rely on their run game a lot. I also like the over rush yards. I don't think it moved. Uh, yeah, over 42 and a half for Josh Allen. I know that's more than what he's averaged throughout the regular season, but then you look at how many rush yards he got last week. Uh, and I know our, our producer Kev was not happy with me mentioning that 52 yard run uh, against the Steelers, but still pretty impressive for a quarterback. So I think he will definitely hit over that 42 and a half. Plus we all win we, Josh Allen anytime touchdown it's always a lock. It's like every single game, you know that that's going to happen. Death taxes and Josh Allen anytime TD.
1: And plus, you know, he's going to be pressing. He's going to be trying to push. He's going to press the envelope. Mm -hmm. You know, he wants to make sure that he gets past it. This is personal. You know what I'm saying? That's why you say this is one of the best games. This is definitely personal because the road always goes through uh, the Chiefs. It's been going through the Chiefs in their stadium. Well, this time it's in the Bills stadium, you know? So you know, th- in order to get to the championship game, they've got to come through Bills territory. You, like you said, the first time that Patrick Mahomes has played a playoff game uh, in another stadium, so then this might be a lot different than what they're used to and accustomed to. Plus, I like you know Josh Allen's offensive line. I think they're a lot more physical um, than the uh, than Patrick Mahomes' offensive line. I think they they're really doing them a disservice on how they've been blocking for Patrick Mahomes. He's been getting lit up. I mean, lit up. So um, I like, you know, any of the props you see, like, as far as running the ball and posing the will. Isaiah Pacheco, he's one of those guys that, coming from Rutgers, he just established himself as the number one running back. You know, used to be Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I can't believe he just took it and ran with it the way he's done. You know, ever since the Super Bowl, he has been their guy. And that's tough, hard-nosed running. And James Cook's the same way, you know, 61, 62 and a half. Uh, yards rushing he has become the focal point in that offense which allows them to throw the ball allows them to do a lot of the things they're doing ever since he's emerged as their number one running back and they started trusting him they didn't trust him at first because he would do stupid stuff like he'd fumble or he'd be running sidelines and not you know getting the tough yardage well he's changed all that now he's 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 running you know even a lot better than his brother in all actuality he's playing a lot better than his brother so you know James how do you Cook, guys- is what,
2: Sorry sorry I didn't mean to just interrupt you, Barrett. I, how do you Go guys ahead. feel about I know we're talking about running back props, but Stefan Diggs props, his receiving props he, I've been fading Stefan Diggs pretty me much too. like the back half of the season. How do we feel me about too. him in this game because I'm just going down the list here and like it's almost gotten to a point that when I see Diggs, I almost like my brain just kind of like skips over it because he's lost me money before and I he just hasn't been as productive as we're used to seeing him. Do you think maybe, maybe this is the game Stefan Diggs, you know, goes off or should we continue to fade him?
1: Well, I told you that's his, that's his ace in the hole. Like I said, he's got that ace in there. He's gambling, got that ace in there, you know, flip that ace out. I can see a big game out of him simply because they haven't been going to him and they've been going to the tight end. So there's going to be a lot of emphasis on trying to stop everything in the middle of the field. Everything in the middle of the field. They want to stop mm-hmm. the tight ends in the middle of the field, and they want to stop the run in the middle of the field. So why wouldn't he have mm-hmm. a big day when he go one-on-one? He is still, he hasn't lost any of that, you know, any of that fire that he has. He hasn't lost any of his ability to go out there and be a top number one receiver. You know, so, I mean, mm-hmm. this might be the day. 62 and a half? I, 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 I'm not going to do that. Right, and because, because go he it. hasn't,
2: yeah been as productive as we're used to seeing his number is getting lower and lower for that over to hit plus Gabe Davis not totally healthy I know he missed practice earlier this week it could open up like I know that the Chiefs secondary is really really good but it just could open up an opportunity for Stefan Diggs to uh get a lot of yardage
0: yeah Legere- is, is is that guy but at yes, the same I'm time, say, yeah. <laughs> he's that guy. But to me, no one in the league can guard Stefan Diggs. The person who guards Stephon Diggs is Josh Allen. Like you've even had a couple <laughs> big plays that could have been touchdowns that Josh Allen missed Stephon Diggs on. That Stefan Diggs showed a little bit of frustration, and that's consistently happened. For some reason, their chemistry just ain't there. That's why I continue to also fade him. Right? Like it does. It's not a knock on him. I don't think his his potential and his talent has dropped off any. I think he still has everything, and he's open, and he gets it done. And he can catch, and even if he's not open, he's somebody who can catch in tight windows and get his foot down and and make any reception anywhere on the field. I just don't think him and Josh Allen had the chemistry since the end of last year. There's been something awry there. I know he started off the year big, but there's something been off with that tandem. So, no, I wouldn't go with uh, Stephon Diggs in this game, despite feeling like the Buffalo Bills should win this game.
1: That might be one of my my keys to the game right there man let me write this down
0: <laughs> uh you, always got, down, pin you yep. always got the pin in the well, pad you always got the pin well do you Another guys thing. so our
2: producer brought up a good point uh stefan Diggs in the photo you know looking at the at the chiefs celebrating when they beat them what was that last season two seasons ago um mm-hmm. and i saw something recently that was like stefan Diggs really ruined or change the way players celebrate or or act after they lose because it, it's so many players now you catch them of the losing team standing there watching the celebration of the winning team but my point is like do you he could have maybe an extra chip on his shoulder because of that because he does have that iconic he absolutely does. watching Mahomes and the Chiefs celebrating
0: he absolutely yeah but that chip means I mean, that chip means nothing when your quarterback can't get you to rock right? you know what I mean like he's easy that's true he's just in a situation where he can't win which is one of the reasons why a lot of people think he's going to leave the Kansas City uh leave the Buffalo Bills and get traded somewhere because they are just not on the same page in the second half of the season all right listen we're going to continue this talk continue to talk about the Chiefs Bills along with a lot of other things going down around the league uh coaching a lot of coaching changes Bill Belichick a couple interviews Jim Harbaugh I called it in the Patriots also have a new coach. A lot of things still to go down that we'll continue to discuss on the Sunday spread. Once again, welcome back to the Sunday spread. Sean Bell, Devin Caney, Barry Brooks, kicking it with you, having a lot of fun and you know, trying to figure out some bets to give you. all Another bet that we didn't talk about. Again, we were talking about the Kansas City Chiefs, Buffalo Bills game. Josh Allen interception. You're facing a, a top five Kansas City Chiefs defense, josh allen yeah he gives one away i know he's been a lot better with that but still he has an 82 percent hit rate when it comes to throwing interceptions the prop is 0.5 over over that is minus 120 under 110 and the same thing with patrick mahomes actually like his hit rate is 69 percent to throw at least one interception i know i'm gonna pick josh allen to throw for one would y'all pick patrick patrick mahomes and josh allen to do the same i wouldn't i wouldn't go O'Baron. Oh, my fault. Go
1: ahead. I wouldn't say yeah. I, you know, I wouldn't say I would go with uh, with Patrick, but I will say I would go with with uh, with Allen, Josh Allen, on this, only because you know you you look at the, the secondary he's going against. You got you know Trent McDuffie, first round. I mean, t- that kid went through the bumps and bruises last year, and became a force, one of the best uh corners in the league, and he's opposite of uh, LeJarius Sneed. I mean, that's a one-two combo that's pretty good and oh last year's uh starting corner from last year jalen watson is now one of the better slot corners in the league right now also so i mean i like how those guys fit well together and they don't have a problem with going one-on-one with them either and you know when you talk to spags you know spags loves how young his young guys are balling and when you add the way these guys can cover with the guys up front, you got the Mr. Gohard, it's gonna give you everything he's got every single play and George Koloftis. And then Chris Jones sitting there. They're pretty formidable defense, you know? And one of the best young linebackers in the league that nobody really talks about is Nick Bolton. Aggressive, fast, with the University of Mizzou. I love the way that kid plays, you know, and Willie Gay's all right too. So yeah, I could see, I could go with anytime Anytime, uh, int for for Allen against that defense, I wouldn't necessarily do that with with, with Patrick Mahomes, though. What you think? Yeah, I feel the
2: opposite here. I feel the opposite. I, like I mentioned earlier, just you look at the numbers and this Bills defense and how well they're playing lately, forcing turnovers in the wild card weekend against the Steelers. Um, still finishing top of the league in takeaways and then the kansas city offense that's just been struggling and look i know josh allen also has his struggles and and turns the ball over quite a bit but in this high pressure situation like he knows what he's facing on sunday i think he's going to be mentally and physically prepared um i just don't see him and sean mcdermott having josh allen and that bill's offense unprepared enough that they're going to turn the ball over i i would definitely put money on on Patrick Mahomes turning it over. But I think Josh Allen could turn the tide here. I think it's going to be a good game for him.
0: Dev, when it comes yes. to the Buffalo Bills, is this their final shot? Right? Like, like they're at home. It's been years trying to get over the Patrick Mahomes thing. And Patrick Mahomes, this is a down year for them, right? Like, this is the worst they've been during the, during the five-year stretch. Is this the shot? Like, is this the situation where if you don't get it now, you're never going to get it?
2: What is someone in an elevator? Do you guys hear that noise?
1: That's my that's 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 my house. When you go open the door and out, it's 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 from my my uh <laughs> my doors. I'm sorry. That's what happens. It's,
0: it's, your, ring, no, it's your ring. It's your ring. You're close good. to your ring. It's cab, the, cab. the it's ring. Yeah, goes, yeah, yeah. I wanted yeah, to make yeah, you're sure. you're close it wasn't to your ring cam. Okay. Yeah. yeah not...
2: um, but <laughs> anyways, uh, I so do the Buffalo Bills have to blow it up if they lose on Sunday? Um, no. Is it going to be deflating? Yes, absolutely. Because it does feel like that they need to capitalize on this moment. They have everything working in their favor. Um, I mean, it's played out that just not even just throughout this season, but over the last recent seasons um, against this Kansas City Chiefs team, like this rivalry has just gotten so great and so entertaining and the Chiefs just always seem to get the better of the Bills in the postseason. So it's not, I don't think that it's like a, like this is it type situation, but I do think that they, they need to win this game if they want to capitalize on the momentum that they've been building for the last like eight weeks. Like really essentially since they lost to the Eagles in November, the bills have been rolling. So they need to, to put that to use and and put that to work and they get to do it at home in front of their fans who have been through a lot, have been, who have been very patient with this Buffalo bills team and absolutely do deserve to see the Bills win and beat the Chiefs finally in the postseason at home in Buffalo.
1: You're right, you I mean, playing that, at right? home is huge. Playing at home is huge. You know, playing in front of your fans, mm-hmm. you know, the, the Bills Mafia, um, you know, the way those guys, you know, or, or and, and guys be up there jumping off the top turnbuckle, you know, and killing all their tables and all that stuff. You know, that's a crazy fan base. You know, there are guys that go out there with no shirts on and it's like, minus whatever, you know? So I mean, they deserve something, but I just don't think at this point that um, deserving it means anything. I think that they need to go out there and act like they're the big brother to this this Kansas City team. For so long, Kansas City has been the big brother. So can this coach, who was another one of Andy Reid's disciples, beat him? That's the biggest thing, you know? I mean, if you look at this playoff situation, besides the 49ers, I think that you know the major part of these were andy reed's disciples or been a part of philadelphia D'Amico ryan's ex-philadelphia eagle i mean all these teams have um some type of roots invested in the eagles just wanted to let you guys know that you know andy reed I mean, and now you know you look just, at that you you, you look at the so head coach random. you know you just had to get that in there. you had to get some positivity
0: yeah, yeah. in there of the philadelphia <laughs> eagles
1: sean McDermott, you know one of his you know one of his coordinators you know i mean it can he beat, you know? Can 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 he beat the the, the you know the, the his old boss? Can he beat, you know? Can the young Padawan, you know, beat him? You know, I want to see this. You know, this is what this is what football is all about. There's so many there's so many ties that come in together with this game, and I think the biggest thing is, can the Bills beat up on their big brothers? You know what I'm saying? And I think that's the biggest thing. The tie between, uh, you know. Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes those two will always be tied to the hip because they've been fighting each other for the longest you know as far as getting to the playoffs and can the bills finally get over the hump I mean for once I think they're the better team now does the better team always win? I would say no but I think this time you know I'm gonna I'm, I'm I'm step up on a, on, a, on, a, on a ledge and say yes this is where they win now the points, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? This that's gonna be hard. I mean, the spread is right where it needs to be. You know, minus two and a half. That's that's exactly where it needs to be. And, and the Bills should be favored just for the amount of talent that they have
0: available to play. It's tough but because again, the Kansas the Kansas Kim City Mahone Chiefs are it. used to Kansas City Chiefs are used to beating teams that are more talented than Yes, them, like they beat the yes. Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl right yes. the Eagles were right. more talented but the Kansas City Chiefs won because they had Andy Reed and Patrick Murray. I felt the jab I felt the jab I
1: felt it I felt it in my ribs yeah I got it <laughs> Devin's yeah. face of
0: anger right, there. right right but I mean it's 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 true though they beat teams because they have Pat and because they have Andy Reed and that's what they do let's let's sort of get to our picks for a second just lay it all out there so people know because i gonna be honest with you, I've been talk- I picked the Buffalo Bills to go to the AFC Championship game early this year. But I- in my mm-hmm. head, during this conversation, I've been talking my way into picking the Kansas City Chiefs. So mm-hmm. I'm going to let y'all go first, because I'm still a little bit undecided on this. Devin, you go first. I want you to give me who you think is going to win that game, and give me a score if you can.
2: Oh, a score. OK, I will gladly go first. I like the Bills, minus 2.5, winning at home. And yes, I am half picking with my head, half picking with my heart, because I just think that it's time for another AFC team to step up. I do have the Bills in in the brackets that we did in last week's show. I do have the Bills going to the Super Bowl and and facing the 49ers. I don't have them winning the Super Bowl, but I do think that, you know, this is the Bills and Josh Allen's chance, and they need to capitalize on that, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, Final score, I think it's going to be... I don't think it's going to be super high scoring. I'm going to go twenty-eight Bills, twenty-one Chiefs.
0: Mm.
1: That's a good Bad score. I'm, I'm I'm also going with the Bills uh, with two and a half. I like, I just like the weapons that this this Bills team have. I like Allen to finally get the monkey off his back and beat them in a game in which you know they're going and advancing in the playoffs. Uh, you know, the way they lost the last time I saw him out there, I mean, it's crazy. And then, you know, the year before that with Tyreek Hill and how he beat them the last, you know, second. I, I just think they deserve to be there. And, and they, they, they came there because they balled and, and played well enough to get where they are. They went through the bumps and bruises. They became battle tested and hard over the beginning and middle of the season to now be in a position where they're playing total team football. And I don't think Kansas City's done enough total team football to take them over the hump. I think this is where Josh Allen and and the rest of that Bills team are battle-tested, and that's why they're going to win. Uh, they're going to beat them. And, and I'm, I'm going to say right around right around 26, and I think that defense is going to hold Patrick Mahomes down a little bit. So I'm going to go probably 26-17 uh, Bills win.
2: 20 all right I am okay. writing these down so we have
1: uh yep 26 17 yep
2: 26 oh,
0: 17.
1: Right. So, dad's
2: ready to
0: call us out <laughs> next week I this my mind is telling me the Buffalo Bills my gut is telling me the Kansas City Chiefs but because yeah. I picked the, the Buffalo Bills to go to the AFC Championship game I'm gonna have to stick to it I'm gonna go 20 to 16. I think it's going to be a tough game, a game filled with field goals uh, and with a couple of big key turnovers by both teams. So I think it's going to be that type of game where it's 20 to 16, maybe some yards are had, but no team could really punch it in as much as they need to punch it in. And I'm pick the Buffalo Bills because, again, they are the they are the overall more talented team. They 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 should win this game. They've been on a roll. They've been playing playoff football for a month. Because they need yes. to win every game to get into the playoffs, so they've been playing at a very, very, very high level. So that's that's. If they'd have lost, we're they would have been. A, with. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, if they would have you know, they, they would have been uh, the lower C, etc.
1: How is that? Yeah, so that's crazy. Yeah,
0: so. It's just been crazy the entire way. This is the Sunday Spread with Super Bowl champion Barrett Brooks, Devin Caney, and your host, Sean Bell, on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM.